shake it out, we'll shuffle a little. <laughs> so on Wednesday night, I went to see my friend Eva as one of five presenters in an event run by the Arizona Storytellers Project. I had never heard of this group before, but it's really an incredible initiative, local and nationally, that brings together a few narrators every evening to share stories, funny, sad, poignant, or improbable, on different topics depending on the month. It was the day before Valentine's Day, so this evening's theme was called Romance or Not. And Eva offered an incredible meditation on what happens after you move on from a long-time love and find it with someone else. Most incredible of all, though, was the final storyteller. He was soft-spoken, he had a full beard, cowboy boots and hands in his pockets. He took to the stage and spoke slowly but clearly about love and loss. He shared the stories of his grandparents' romances, his parents' romance, and the pain he kept bottled away after losing his mother six years before. The pain, he said, that brought him to his knees. And then he told a crowd of 300 strangers about meeting his girlfriend at a CrossFit gym, drawn in by the tank top she wore, which depicted, of all things, a techno dance party DJed and attended by cats. He thought, someone wearing a tank top like that, I gotta go talk to her. And after the loss in his life, which brought him to his knees, he said his girlfriend had helped him heal had filled him up with love. And now, he said, clearly choked up with emotion, he would drop to only one knee and ask her to marry him. And then out he walked into the audience, pulled out a ring, and waited with the 300 strangers in the room as we all watched her say, yes. I was beside myself. <laughs> I had never witnessed a public proposal before, certainly not a public proposal of such magnitude. It was very exciting. And I've actually always found those kinds of displays, at least when they're directed to me, a little overwhelming. My parents, I think, they're probably watching right now, they can confirm or deny, got engaged mid-conversation in a traffic jam. It was very routine. And yet, there was something electric about witnessing a public declaration of love in that way, of being a part of a ritual which would mark these two human beings as uniquely sacred to one another. So imagine my surprise when, as I read this week's portion of Titzaveh, I found a similar public ritual of commitment when Aaron and his sons are consecrated as priests. Now, thankfully, as far as I know, no proposal has followed the outlines of this particular ceremony. They get all dressed up, they slaughter a bunch of animals, and then Moses paints the blood onto Aaron and his son's ears, their thumbs, and their big toes. Hopefully nobody has ever done that to prepare to ask someone else to marry them. 
But though this ritual might feel primitive or different, certainly not the way you'd profess your love to anyone today, it was in its own time a form of consecrating a special relationship between the priests and the people and God. And this type of ritual, like the public proposal, has its own importance. It's a way of inviting others to bear witness to a sacred connection. It's a way to help Aaron and his children feel elevated and important as they take on a role which requires a great deal of work and self-sacrifice in service of others. And it's a way to make manifest the shared values of the whole community. But what this Torah portion comes to teach us, I believe, is that life cannot only be a series of elaborate rituals and public pronouncements. It feels amazing to receive a big yes in front of everyone. Whether it's as leaders of the community, as the newly affianced, that is a word by the way, <laughs> or as all of us might receive that big yes in our daily lives the times we win athletic scholarships or employee of the year, the promposal or the elaborate date night or the magic family vacation, the accolades and recognition and affirmation that we are oh so special. But we cannot live in the big yes all the time, though our society often tells us that we ought to. The Torah tells us something different. Because after the description of Aaron and his son's elevation to priesthood, we immediately read about their task. Now this is what you shall offer upon the altar. Two yearling lambs, leyom tamid, regularly. Every day, tamid, always. The Torah shifts our focus from the big firework moments of our lives and relationships to the regular mundane stuff that creates closeness and harmony. It isn't the description of the consecration of the priests that introduces God's promise of presence. It's the description of a regular, twice daily offering that will last through the generations. It is at the site of that offering, God declares, that there I will meet you, and there I will speak with you. I will abide among the Israelites, and I will be their God. How can we challenge ourselves to seek that divine presence, that sense of affirmation, in the regularity of our lives, in the mundane. Public rituals and displays have their place, but it is in the everyday that we grow our relationships in ourselves. For the priests and the Israelite community, it means daily sacrifices, korbanot, from the root for closeness. We too can cultivate that sense of drawing closer to the people around us, to the best within ourselves, to our own personal sense of compassion and affirmation and accomplishment.
We do it as our ancestors did, through practice, the lighting of a fire each and every morning and every night. So this Shabbat, I pray that we find ways to begin to cultivate that practice of affirmation for ourselves. And if we are so blessed as to experience those down-on-one-knee, 300-witness kind of moments, may we receive them with gratitude. May they call us to sacred responsibility. But may we, in all those other interstitial moments of life, the days and days between public rites of ascension, keep our own fires lit with the constant, simple, daily work it takes to express our love for others and ourselves and the divine which abides among us all. <laughs>